You are now listening to the Oliver Manley Show. This episode is brought to you by Oliver's Picks. This is my monthly newsletter where I share the top five most inspiring and impactful books, videos, movies, articles I've discovered, and drop them straight into your inbox. Want to start your month off with a boost of inspiration? Sign up for Oliver's Picks at olivermanalise.com forward slash picks. For years, I've contemplated how to synthesize the work I do with my coaching clients into a more bite-sized format that still delivers the growth and transformation I know is possible for each one of us. Thus, I created a 10-step process and teach it over a weekend workshop called Reinvention Roadmap. If you're interested in knowing more about yourself and creating a life that's in harmony with who you truly are, check out reinventionroadmap.ca for dates, tickets, and information, and be sure to use the code word BREAKTHROUGH to save 20% off admission. That's reinventionroadmap.ca, code word BREAKTHROUGH. Hey guys, Oliver here. Welcome back to another episode of The Oliver Manley Show. Here it's my job to explore what is possible for us as human beings by diving into the breakdowns and breakthroughs of inspirational people. Here we like shit to get real, raw, vulnerable, and dig out powerful insights we can all apply in our own lives. If you're new, you can subscribe to the show at olivermanalise.com forward slash show, where you'll find links to all previous episodes and the show notes, which include books, resources, videos, or people mentioned from each episode. A huge shout out to you if you're tuning in from the Netherlands, US, UK, Switzerland, and Korea. It's absolutely crazy to know that the show is making its way across the globe. And uh, also a huge thank you to you if you've been DMing me about the show, posting episodes on your Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook, and so on. I am incredibly grateful to you and your support. Today, we have the powerful Marcos Mendoza. I noticed many of my friends speaking highly about Marcos, his performance seminars, workshops, and programs. And when I heard his story, I knew I had to have him on. We met up at his place, Startup Boutique, down in Toronto, where we talked about and geeked out on the power of context, his breaking point where he decided never again, and from there, created massive financial breakthroughs. He shares about his philosophy of 5WH and why how is the paralyzer of all dreams. My friends, Marcos, is a, he has a magical way with words and expressing insights in a powerful way. I know you'll get a ton of gold nuggets to sit with after this one. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you my conversation with Marcos Mendoza. All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Oliver Manley Show. I'm here with Marcos Mendoza. If you don't know who Marcos is, he is the founder of The Startup Boutique. You can find information about his company at thestartupboutique.com. His company is an online marketing and consulting agency that helps build and launch startup companies specifically for the personal growth space. So that's authors, coaches, consultants, leaders, and speakers, people who are driven by purpose and making an impact. Marcos is a gifted entrepreneur, businessman, speaker, artist, and coach. He is also well-known, very well-known for his performance speeches where he fuses empowering music with his talks sharing a message of love, abundance, possibility, and action. He is a two-time public speaking champion winning first place at the Dynamo Public Speaking Competition back in 2014 for his speech, I'm Possible, and in 2016 winning first place at Speaker Slam for his speech, I Am. 
feel so powerful just saying the titles of them, man. It was, in fact, these experiences, these experiences that were catalysts for Marcos to combine his gifts as a lyricist, musician, inspirational coach, and leader from that moment forward. You will be moved by and inspired by these inspirational artistic pieces, which he shares on Facebook and YouTube. Definitely go check it out. Marcos is also a certified Think and Grow Rich instructor. He was previously the national operations manager for the Think and Grow Rich Institute. And if you don't know who what Think and Grow Rich is, it's a famous book by the man Napoleon Hill. And uh, he was one of the leading instructors to deliver the philosophy and teachings of Napoleon Hill that demonstrates to students how to turn dreams into reality. Marcos, welcome to the show, man. Oh, thank you so much. That was a wicked introduction. <laughs> so grateful. So grateful. I, I caught myself in a state of nostalgia, actually, and I was looking at the, the waves from the computer and the sound coming through it and creating the sine wave, and I was, I, I got caught in a moment where I was like, whoa, I am starting to get pretty good credentials <laughs> it's awesome you said so there's two things you said in the intro there that uh struggle chord with me number one um is businessman the word businessman this is something that i recently discovered in a state of self-acknowledgement is that whoa i'm a businessman and the reason why it's shocking to me is because i, I, I you know i don't know anything about business <laughs> So, I only know what I've learned on the go, right? Uh, so, now in the state of reflection, I'm like, wow. I'm like, I'm a businessman. I'm a fucking good businessman, And you too. are a business man. <laughs> I love that. So, for those of you that don't know, hashtag Jay-Z. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm a businessman. And I was like, wow, I'm a business. So, out of everything you said, lyricist, spoken word, blah, blah, blah. Like you, own like, it, you own I, it. I own it. I was like, oh, I'm a businessman too now. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that was cool. And the whole thinking grow rich thing is I'm not actually certified to teach thinking grow rich anymore because I'm not with them okay. anymore. But I did have my period where I was teaching the thinking grow rich philosophy, which was fantastic opportunity. I've read that. Yeah. Countless times. Yeah, I have like seven versions. Oh yeah. All throughout <laughs> the office. It's I have like, one version. And it's annihilated. Yeah. Like it's just highlighted. Right. highlighted. Yeah. It's yeah. destroyed. I gave my annihilated version away when I was 17 to my best friend. Yeah. She's Filipina. Uh, and uh, I got it back when I was like 26. <laughs> and it was annihilated even more. So it's one of those books that it's like everything resonates. You mm -hmm. want to remember. You want to remember. So, and I love that it's like 100 years old. Yeah. And it's still so applicable. And I can't believe there's still some people who've never heard of the book. We're just like, oh, I get to be the one to tell you about it. Exactly. Super, super powerful. Yeah. Well, it came out, the original 1926 version, Law of Success, was 1,100 pages. Then they came out with Thinking Grow Rich in 1936, 1937. Okay, so not quite. So like yeah, 80, it's about 80, 80 years old. Yeah. yeah. Still, yeah. that's... Yeah. Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm glad, man. I'm, I'm so, so, so honored to be here. I'm so excited. I, I see the questions. They're upside down in front of me, so I don't know what's coming. But the fact that you set the intention to put in the effort to uh, come here and interview us, interview me, and uh, have some questions, I feel very honored, very privileged, and, and super grateful. So thank you. Absolutely. And, and it, goes, it goes both ways. Cool, man. So um, um, I wanted to, like, when we spoke on the phone to talk about this happening, I shared with you the context behind this whole idea of how we put people on pedestals and we look pe look at people from the outside and we're just like, wow, this person's doing amazing things. Mm -hmm. And I'm really interested in the behind the scenes of 
what are the struggles, what are the challenges that we're not necessarily seeing, but if we can learn to appreciate it, we realize, wow, this guy's, this woman is human too. Right. And if they're able to be with this kind of challenge or breakdown and then break through it, then it's also possible for me. Mm. I think that inside look, it helps ground people. It rehumanizes people. And uh, I just think it's a super empowering way to look at things. So I wanted to open up with my first question, but you know, just to illustrate really where you're at, if you can give us a snapshot of what your life looks like right now, today, like a day in a week, like what are, what does your life consist of? What does your business consist of right now? So business or life, personal life, like both, both, yeah. both, yeah. All right. So the first thing that comes to mind is my calendar, right? Immediately my Google, Google calendar came up. So I live by my calendar. I am notoriously organized. Okay. Like this conversation, it's going till about 251 and you're <laughs> going to be out my door by 253 and you're going to run to your parking by 3 p.m. so you don't get towed. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's everything is on a schedule for me. And I learned that the busier the or rather the more bookings I have, the more prosperity I experience in business. So right now my life looks like a series of organized events that are calculated through intention with the greatest possible outcome derived from every single thing that's in that calendar. So from the morning I'm up, which I wake up in a hurry, I sleep in a hurry and I wake up in a hurry, like I get out of bed and I'm just excited, right? Even if I don't feel like it, I get up and right away my brain starts, mm -hmm. right? And I am already like locked and loaded. So Monday to Friday, you know, for about 12 to 15 hours, it's a scheduled series of tasks. Per day. Per day. 12 to 15 per day. Oh yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's insane. But I find time in between for things like naps. Mm -hmm. And stuff like that, right? So I make it a goal to talk to a minimum of 25 new people a week. And I make it a goal to so that's 25 hours of conversations. And then another maybe 14 hours of client work. And then the rest. Creation. Creation. Yeah. Yeah. And then weekends. I love that you just broke it down. That's like yeah. one of my last questions. <laughs> yeah. It's, it, it's broken down because... It came to the point where I realized that I am in demand. And with business going as well as it has, I discovered that people were committed to investing their time, energy, and money into my ideas instead of my products. Mm -hmm. So the product kind of sells itself. You build a product, you sell it, whatever. But what I realized was my most valuable asset is my imagination. I can vividly and creatively innovate on the curation and cultivation of ideas in a way that most people can't even fathom. You're an idea machine. Ideo I mean, I'm, a, I'm an ideologist, right? Idealist, right? A solutionist, I call it, right? I can see every, uh, I can see scarcity and find abundance and prosperity mm -hmm. in it. I can see problems and challenges and find innovative solutions to them. So you're spending time doing client work, 
helping them move their business, their projects forward. You're speaking with new people, discussing what's possible for them with your support. You're spending time creating, coming up with ideas for your own content, for your own products and things like that. So that gives me a great picture and gives us a great picture of, of what life looks like right now. And I can imagine how, you know, how demanding that can be and how rewarding that could be. Yeah. Um, but I want to be able to contrast that with what does that look like? What does your life look like two years ago? Yeah. Compared to, compared to now. So now, so in, in the, that calendar, that schedule, you know, that comes with shooting videos, writing speeches, like a lot of fun stuff too, right? Mm-hmm. So although it all falls under the umbrella of work, my work is my play, which is why like when people like my father, you know, they're like, you got to find a way to stop, you know, you got to do you. And I'm just like, but I'm constantly doing me, right? So there is a separation from that. It's like I mentioned before we started the podcast, like now I'm starting to think, okay, let's schedule four weeks off moving forward, yeah. you know, because now I'm realizing that I have to plan four to 12 weeks ahead to be able to not do anything, mm-hmm. right? And it's just because I'm that busy, like the world tour, right? So I will answer your question, but the world tour, now that it's in motion, I'm discovering now I have 12 to 15 partners globally that I'm going to be activating, right? To produce an event and earn money, brand their companies, make an impact and facilitate the event itself. And it's all happening simultaneously. So to me, that's a lot of fun. <laughs> to some people, they're like, I don't want to do it. They'd rather well, do nothing. Well, you speak nothing. to it like it's an orchestra. Like, yeah. like there's... Different musicians playing their own role, and you get to be the person. The conductor. Every, have yeah. everybody layer in in a way where it's just it's music. It's I like that. I never looked at it like that. Yeah, and that's funny because I'm in music. Well, that's exactly it. I love orchestrating things. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's really cool that you said that. Okay. So to answer your question, two years ago, I had so I'm 33, born 84, and I've been broke my whole life financially. I mean, my whole life. I'm 33. I made my first sale. Uh, I was 31 turning 32. For, for the startup. Yeah. Startup with, with this company. Whatever it was. Which wasn't even registered for the first 10 months. It was just a thing that I was doing. Where I just took my experience with thinking Go Rich my experience with conferences and my experience with automation. And I started to help people do the things that I realized that I was really good at. So you were, cause I know from your background, you were speaking and you were teaching yeah, and you've done a lot of work in that area. You had your, your music career yeah, and it was still not no. like turning anything around financially. I didn't know how, I didn't know what, I didn't know who, I didn't know where, I didn't know when, I didn't know why I didn't know any of the W5H questions and how to turn that into a profit, all because I didn't understand how to determine my own self-worth in such a way where I realized I have value that I can offer others, and from that space, this is what it's valued at. So working with Think and Grow Rich, I was really good for teaching and expression, but I wasn't good at sales and making money, right? Working with Landmark, I was good at enrollment, right, and speaking and expression, but I wasn't good at you know, making money, working. Uh, I I never even knew what an entrepreneur was until I was 30. 
Like, like real, like really. in terms of just knowing. Knowing. <laughs> like, I heard the word and I always thought it was a French word for whatever. I never fathomed. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's somebody that th- preneurs, right? Yeah. Like, I never even thought about it, to be honest. Like, this whole world, it just kind of, the, the clouds parted and it was like, boom. He, I'm going to get, and it was my grandfather's passing. So I want, I want us to get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah. I want us to slow Two down, years ago. Slow yeah. down for yeah, a yeah. second. So I want to know <laughs> with all of the landmark and the think and grow rich and landmark, by the way, is like, it's a very powerful transformational experience, which I, I, I know we're going to get to at some point and it's impact on your life. But you were in these worlds, in these realms of possibility. I'm assuming probably seeing lives of entrepreneurs and successes and people achieving things. And yet you were still like, nothing was, nothing was closing. Hitting. Like, what was that? What was that experience like for you? Was it frustrating? Were you paying attention to that? Or was it just something like you weren't aware of until the, the breaking point, which we'll get to? I've always been frustrated since I was a kid. I was raised frustrated. I've always been frustrated. Like I've always felt capped. Right? As if there was, I always felt like something was missing from my thought process. I couldn't complete things. I'm positive I failed elementary school. I dropped out of high school. I graduated from audio engineering from a school that ended up shutting down so I didn't get my diploma. You know, uh, and it was just like, and then back to construction with my father. You know, like, it was just construction, construction, side job, construction, side job, construction, side job. And Felt like the, the stablest way, thing. It was, yeah. It was, the, it was my net. Mm-hmm. It was my safety net. And because I didn't know anything else, that's all I did. But I was always rapping. I was always writing music because I was always performing. I taught myself piano. But there was no money in anything. There was no money in music. There was no money in rapping. There was no money in shows. There was no money. So all I knew was my safety net. But I always dreamt big. Dreamt big. I'm talking huge. And it was always because I wanted to be like two people. I wanted to be like Yanni, okay, which is a Greek composer. He travels the world with his orchestra. And I wanted to be like Tony Robbins, right, which he does big audiences, you know, empowerment. So my dream was to combine the seminar platform with the concert platform and call it. And I did. That's what I'm doing now. So it's called performance seminars. Two years ago, I had no money. Well, I'm 33. Let's just say two years ago, I would say okay. Two years ago, I was in my prime, my social media prime. So I, I still didn't have money. I still didn't have business, but I had buzz. Mm. I had a lot People of buzz about you, because of the I'm Possible videos, speech, yeah. because I am, because I'm, po- you know, the I'm Possible Performance Seminar, Thinking Grow Rich, Landmark There was like a seed, there was something. There was all kinds of seeds. There was like, I was abundantly spreading all of my breakthroughs all over the place. So I was really prosperous in self-awareness, but it wasn't uh, prosperous in business because I didn't have a business. I tried, I created a company called Livestream Soundtrack, which was me writing speeches for others for special occasions. So weddings, birthdays, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day. I'm, excuse me, the I'm Possible speech, the I Am speech. I would write versions of those speeches for people specifically. Yeah, special, like a special event, special occasion. I would do that. That's me two years ago. I was writing customized speeches at 300 bucks a pop 
for people that wanted to give the gift of spoken word. That's what my business was. And it failed miserably. I, I invested it. It failed miserably, right? It was crazy now that I think about it. Like, so if you, when you fail miserably, I want to know what was that experience actually like? Like, was it, you know, now you get, you wake up out of bed, you're charged. Was back then a completely different experience of like no. waking up in the morning? And no. Like, what does, you look at your calendar, what did that look like? I've always been charged. Okay, okay, okay. Always waking up charged. All right. Yeah. So even though like it was a miserable like failure, you were still like, always. go, go, go? I never stop. Mm-hmm. I don't stop. And that's, you know, again, like it, there, there's a contrast to everything. It's like, oh, you need to learn how to stop. It's like, you need to learn how to get going. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like now what people make in a year, I make in a day right so how does that work Mm -hmm. so you're telling me to stop I'm telling you to get going so there's a contrast to that yeah so what can I say about that right like I've always been charged because I've always known that there was more so ambition has been a huge part of my driving initiatives my own compelling nature like it kept you going yeah always I've always been go 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 even if there was nowhere to go but there, there is an important moment, like a fork in the road for you, like the breaking point. Yeah. Can you share with us what that experience was like? Like what, what, what exactly happened? About, it was, was it 18, 18 months ago? It was, it was, it was so clear to me. It was so clear to me because I didn't know it was happening in the moment. I knew something happened because I woke up, you know, so Let's say we're in 2018. So 2016, transitioning into 2017, January 1st, my grandfather passed away. We got the call. And then immediately there was a need to go to Argentina for the funeral. And I had no money. So I asked my parents to spot me money. And it's like, again, it's like, I'm 31, you know, ma, you know. You have $1,600 for a flight that my parents like, no, you know, I was like, we only have enough for your dad's flight. And I was like, okay. And I remember thinking to myself, because by then I had already done Thinking Go Rich. I had already done Landmark. I had already done my 500 person performance seminar. I've already done my, you know, I've already done all these things. I've accomplished so much. And then in a moment where I needed funding and finances the most, I didn't have enough money to you know, I had already invested money into this new business venture. It's like when I needed the money the most, I didn't have the money to go experience something that was as important as the, you know, the, being present to my grandfather's funeral. And I remember being absolutely furious with myself. And it was because I felt so unworthy in that moment. So January 1st, I'm pacing back and forth. You know, January 2nd, I ended up writing a speech about my perspective on what happens after the afterlife. I wrote this speech. I posted it on Facebook and I went to sleep. I took a nap. I woke in that nap, in that space, my subconscious mind and my grandfather's consciousness and whatever was left of it combined to give me a lucid experience that painted the picture of the greatest triumphs and the greatest memories of my life all into one experience. It was the most beautiful dream ever. I remember every detail to this day. Yeah. We don't have time for it. Are you okay to share a little bit of that? Yeah. Essentially, 
my grandfather and I, on a higher consciousness level, painted a picture of us experiencing a Christmas dinner with every member of the entire family, all in one room, sitting across, you know, this massive rectangle table, and me coming down fashionably late, coming down the stairs, you know, and then seeing everybody, and then them acknowledging me as a superstar that makes videos that they watch. So all my family in Argentina, we're talking like a hundred, all my family in Toronto, everybody was there in rows. It was like in the Argentinian culture, you know, you go, you kiss everybody, you say hello, right? Hola, tío, hola, tía, you know, hi, cousin, hi, this, hi, that. Boom, boom, kiss, 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 kiss. Every single person gave me a, some form of acknowledgement yeah. that they watch my videos, that they acknowledge me for my progress, and that they're grateful for my contribution. And it was like boosting my self-worth, boost, 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 until I got to my grandparents and I sat next to them and I remember sitting next next to them and I felt the pain of guilt and resentment for not going to see them in Argentina more often and experiencing dinners like this. And I felt it in my dream. And then I guess because it was a dream and anything had happened, he picked up on that frequency. He lowered the noise in the room and he's, he poured a glass of wine and he said, cheers. And he said, let's do a toast. You know, this is all in Spanish. Let's do a toast to Marcos's contribution to the legacy of our family. You know, and then he looked at me and he's like, I want to acknowledge you for everything that you are, everything you've been and everything you're doing. I understand that you haven't been able to come visit and I don't want you to hold on to any regret for that. Don't resent it. You know, just know that you are appreciated, you are valued and we completely understand. You can release yourself from everything that you've been holding on to. You are worthy. And then cheers. Wow. You know, we all took back our drinks and I was crying my eyes out. I put the glass down and went to the washroom, ran upstairs, closed the door, put my face into the sink, started washing my face, opened my eyes. That door was gone and another door opened up on this side. I opened that door and I walk into this modern, clean, all glass, white, you know, beautiful, contemporary home. And I, I'm like, whoa, I'm like, this house is... If I was to compare it to the living example of a house, it would be the house from Ex Machina. Oh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina, yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> it was that house. Yeah, the glass house. It was house, the exact the same wood. house. <laughs> and I was in there and I was walking. I didn't know it was mine, but I walked in and I'm looking, I'm looking, looking until I go into a room and there's a grand piano. And I'm marveling at this beautiful home thing and myself, who lives here? This is a, this is an amazing house. Like, who lives here? Who lives here? And then I'm playing the piano, and as I'm playing the piano, I'm crying, and I'm feeling nostalgic, and I realize, oh, shit, I'm like, this is my house. And then I realize, like, this can be your house if you get your shit together, right? And start to activate your self-worth. From there is when I ran back to the house, opened the bathroom door, ran through the wash, opened the other door, went back down the stairs, showed up, and I was trying to get everybody's attention. By saying, hey guys, did you guys know I live next door? Did you guys know I live next door? Now I don't have to miss dinners anymore. Now I don't have to. So my resentment was coming up. It's like, now I don't have to be away. Now if anything happens, I'm here. All my stories were coming up. And they, it was like I wasn't even there. So the lesson I learned from that was they were telling me by ignoring me. It was like, no, that can be your house. And these can be your life's experiences. Now go do it. And we'll be here ready to receive you after you become that which you now got a glimpse of what you can become. Right. Wow. That's just a, that's the the first part of it, but there's another part. But it that was essentially it. But that's like the main. <coughs> well, the main part was after that. A little Yorkie ran by my feet, 
and it ran across the room. And when I looked at the end of the room, it was open. It was a, a, a it was a dead end, and there was cars coming. So I ran towards this little Yorkie, picked up the Yorkie, and once I picked up the dog, I was in a film studio, and there was a blue <sighs> screen with a red cam and a monitor, and I was there rocking a suit, teaching Thinking Grow Rich, and I'm teaching. Kind of looks like this. It is, yeah. <laughs> So I'm teaching the English, and there was live effects happening on the screen, and it was like shapes and circles and sound effects and concepts and how to, uh, you know, turn dreams into reality. Da, da, da. And I was like looking around. I'm like, whoa! I'm like, this is what my videos need to look like. Mm. Boom! I step onto the blue screen, and then I woke up. And then I woke up. I jumped out of bed, grabbed my journal, and I wrote out everything that happened in that dream. And then I built a deck. I pulled out Product Launch Formula by Jeff Walker. Pulled out ClickFunnels. And then I used a seed launch concept with ClickFunnels. Built a landing page and a sales deck. Pre-order sales. An offer. Put it all together real quick. Took me eight hours. Eight hours. Yeah. Just real quick, overnight. Da, 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 never did, it, never it did an online product. Never did it before. Before, yeah. And this was seen even, it. Like you've seen the process. Of course, I've okay. been very present to the process, but okay. never did it for myself. But it just like that, all in one download. Just the Dream Manifestation Masterclass. That's what I called it because that's what I felt I was doing. Manifesting a dream and turning it into a reality. So I was like, I sent it out to my email list. Woke up the next day. Boom. Money in the account. And I'm like, oh shit. I have self-worth. Right? So I don't know what happened So you had sales like immediately? Immediately. Pre-orders. Yeah. Without any... Like you didn't finish the course. It wasn't even created. It was was just a landing page. I think that's an incredible lesson. It was a landing page and a deck, right? Which is a pitch deck, a PowerPoint Mm -hmm. deck. Yeah. Yeah. Which I just showcased through a screen share. And was that the the official beginning? Like the origin story of... That was the the official beginning to the Startup Foundations. Yeah. And from there it was like, oh shit, there's money in the bank. Now I got to make this course. And then I took two weeks, I built the course, and then I started learning. I learned Teachable, and I learned ClickFunnels, and I learned PLF, and I learned all this. And that's where it all began. My so, God. like, that was the initiation, and that happened not last January, the January before that. So, was that, would you say, like, that right. was the, there was a before that moment, before that dream, and then there was an after that dream? Like, that was, like, you became completely something new. It was that something moment. new. Yeah. From that moment, from there, yeah, it was in that moment where I discovered, I, I claimed that never again will there be, uh, never again will there be a state of lack. Mm-hmm. I like that. <laughs> it was like a once and for all kind of thing. Like, this is the last time it'll ever happen. I was completely was fed up with myself, yeah. And I realized that's where the, so I've always wanted to retire my parents, but this was more like, I got to take care of me in order to retire my parents. So all the pipe dreams just became actual goals, right? And then I just started to collect. I became a data machine. What do you think about that moment? So looking back now, what was it that created a shift for you? And what would you say that shift was? Well, everything I just said was a shift. Yeah. Like it all... Just your own own self-worth, turning things into action. Yeah. Like the self-worth conversation is the primary foundational principle to anybody that I commit my life to developing their dreams through. Like essentially that's what I'm doing now. People that were in positions just like me and have been all their lives or for whatever extended period of time, I 
make it my responsibility to guide them through the same transition that I experienced so that they can have the similar experience mm -hmm. of that awakening or that rebirth or that um, clarity yeah. to understand that it's not so much about money, but more so about how can you create extraordinary value and display that value in a way where the people that are introduced to your brand's influence have an impression of you that has them say, this person understands where I've been, this person resonates. So it's position, place, partner, and promo, right? You place yourself in such a way where you're positioned as a leading authority or mm -hmm. expert or teacher or influence, right? And then you promote that, right, by essentially demonstrating that you have lived the steps that they have lived, except you're one step like ahead of where of they aspire to be. Yeah. Well, what are some things that we can do to help develop our, our level of self-worth? Well, self-worth, okay, so it's not a step-by-step -step <clears throat> thing. Mm -hmm. Self-worth self is a decision, right? Like, you just are. So it's like... The very principles of your senses, the principles associated with your senses, your five senses, there's 10, but if you want to say five, if you can acknowledge how magnificent your senses are individually, and then if you can compound that individual magnificence to the all five, you'll be astounded every day, right? Like it's, it's a new level of appreciation and... Of self. Yeah. Of life. Celebration. Daily, yeah. moment to moment, second to the second. The gold is about to happen, so we're going to hit the, the stop on this. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> all right, guys. Thank you for tuning in. See, uh, yeah, just check, here, check out Oliver's show, uh, Apple, Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, The Oliver Manley Show. And I'll share it on here so you guys can have it as well. Thanks for tuning in. Cool. So, um, self-worth is a way of being. Self-worth is a way of being. It's, it's something that happens gradually because people believe that they need to uncondition themselves. But the truth is, from what I've discovered, is that when you just claim to be, I am, you are, you is, the conversation around self-worth becomes a conversation about presence, not aspiration. Mm -hmm. Not, I want to love myself more someday. It's, let's discover all the reasons or all of the causes or all of the, you know, I don't want to use it like landmarks getting in the way, but it's like reason. Yeah. Let's say reasons. What are the reasons that I am worthy right now? Right. And that's it. That's all that matters. Now, everything later on and everything that was, I don't give a fuck. It's just now, like now, is all that really counts. Tomorrow's not promised. Today is not, today is guaranteed. You know, the past is gone. Really now is all we have. So that's where the self-worth process happens in an understanding of presence, right? Because like even moment to moment to moment to moment to moment, it is not promised. Mm -hmm. Like this moment is, but this, this one isn't. And the one that's about to happen isn't either. So, when you can claim that as an understanding and you fuel that by having an immense amount of deep, penetrated, permeated gratitude, then you just foundationally become a source of abundance. 
now, not later. Yeah, I like that. As opposed to waiting until I can grow my self worth, it's like no, you have self worth right now if you just stop and take a look and appreciate what is already present in the qualities that you exude in the quality of your life right now. And sure, there's always more to go, but there's a, there's you know if we forget who we are already and what we've attained and what we've gained and how far we've come already, then it's like it reminds me of the whole saying of. You can't be contented with what you want if you're not going to be contented with what you have. Right. It's like Socrates. And even the whole concept of people associating, they associate, I'll have more, I'll, I'll be happy when I have. Right. I actually just had a breakthrough when you were speaking and it was around the understanding that Hmm. You said something that triggered me. I can't remember, but you said something profound. And yeah, it slipped, but yeah, I had a breakthrough in my own head there for a moment. Hmm. So, what are some of the things that you see reflected back at you now, having gone through that experience? And so much of what you talk about is helping people who are just a few steps behind in a similar journey. Are you seeing other people reflecting back at you that same person you were like two years ago? Like, what what are you noticing now from this from this angle, from this perspective? I'm seeing it everywhere now. They're everywhere, um, and I I feel that I think that's why my calendar is always full. I give a lot of people the opportunity to use my ideas. Hmm. To just take it and go. I don't charge for my calls, right? I get asked all the time, "How much is your calls?" If I told them, it would be fifteen hundred bucks. I mean, fifteen dollars a call. Yeah, straight up, because I'll give you a formula or a series of formulas that will help you make fifteen hundred dollars right after that call, right? Like making money has become the easiest thing ever because <laughs> I get worth, like. So a lot of us have challenges, right? Like including myself and the people who are listening around that idea of, yeah, making money, making sales is easy. Like it's just at some point you just got it. Like it was like this language and you got it downloaded and you can, and you can speak it. You can hear it. You can understand it. Like well, what can we, so, so for us own our self-worth right now, what else can we kind of consider? What, what, what do you invite us to consider to, to kind of get access to that same level of possibility. Well, what else, what else are you ready to receive? So I was going to say, what else do you need or what more do you need? <laughs> right. Other than that, mm -hmm. but I don't use need. I use ready. Right. So that's why I said, so what else are you ready to receive? What else are you ready to become? What else are you ready to create? You know, replace need with ready. Need for me. Need is a word that is cousins with scarcity. Because need pertains to not having. Which leads to lack. Which leads to scarcity. So, I don't need to eat. But I'm ready to eat. I choose to be <laughs> present to eat. Right? Or I don't need to work out. I choose to work out. Right? I'm ready to work I'm out. I'm ready to work out. Right. I don't need, um, you know, like you, there are needs for sure. Like I need to breathe. 
right? Mm. Um, but in excess of breathing, in excess of breathing, I can say um, to breathe more. I don't need to breathe more. I choose to breathe more, deeper, you know, deeper breaths. There's a there's a very profound subtlety in what you share that I <laughs> I'm not sure if people who are just straight up listening some of your your work might notice, but there's a very very specialized way that you use language, language. and communication, self dialogue. And just shifting the need to the ready, the power of I am, like all of these things. Can you share with us what's the power of declarations, of affirmations, of self-talk? And, and what are some of the things that we can use or things that we can think about uh, in our day-to-day life that can impact our life simply by the way we use language? So language is everything. I'm so glad you touched on it because I was going to mention it. Um, and I'm glad that we segued into it. So... I use language as a means of communicating with myself that which I am. So I use language as the dialogue tools that help me communicate in a state of being as a state of worthiness through a state of presence. So self-worth, presence, and I guess I can say uh, the projection of what it is that I'm claiming to be. Mm. So, like who you're becoming in the now. Now you're becoming it now. Yeah, in the now, I am that which I am. I mean that. I choose to believe and back up everything that makes sense to me even though it's against the normal way of thinking for people or whatever like i would much rather live in a state of see i'm trying to word this now because i'm trying to word it carefully because i want people to gather the importance of it but the truth is i can't word it any i can't word it all i can tell you is i speak in the context of abundance because I choose to believe that I am abundant, which is just a more complicated way of saying I am that which I say or choose to be I am. Mm -hmm. I am that I am. Like you have cause in the matter of what you say that you are and because you say that you are, that's what you are. And that's what you is. Yeah. That's what you is. And and, and there's another thing that you just say, which like I am so obsessed with, which is you say context a lot. And I believe that um, coming from the perspective of ontology and being, context is like, this is where you see, this is how you see the world. Choose. There's yeah. a context that you come from and you're, it's a lens from which you see the world and it's the way that you hear the world. And it sounds like the context that you come from is, okay, I say I am abundant. I am abundant. And when you come from that context, all of a sudden it translates into oh, that's an opportunity that wasn't an opportunity when I wasn't coming from the context of I am abundant. Choices, possibilities, people, books, resources that were just shielded from you are now openings for you. So I think like that's such a mind-blowing thing that not I don't think any not many people are going to be able to really understand that until they look at their lives in that way. What do you think? I could cry right now how emotional that just made me. I appreciate you so much for capturing that. That shows 
Like that says a lot about you. Like super emotional right now because everything is context. It, a context, yes, it is like that lens that you choose to look at the world through. It's huge. Huge. Very fucking goosebumps. Yeah. <clears throat> the way you caught that, like, it's everything. Context. Context is like, and I'm so, like, I'm just so baffled that you caught that. I am so present to context that if for you to say that is, I'm humbled that you picked up on that. Because, yes, context is the grandfather of choice. <laughs> That's a quote, man. That is a Marcos Mendoza meme right there. If you think about context, it is, context is the gateway to infinite possibility. If you shift your context. Well, so, okay, so Create now that we're context. here, what was the context I hate to have to go back and like we're not yeah, non-linear, yeah. but can you just tell us the context before, like before the, the grandfather, the dream, scarcity, what was the context? Was lack. So you just saw the world from I don't have, I need, and I don't um, have, and then it translated to I, I, I have, I actually don't have. No, no, I mean, I mean, it ex- I mean, expressed itself back at you at that time, as in like, yeah, yeah, I do need. There's not enough. And then on the other side, it was you shifted it. That's right. You transformed yeah. it. That's right. Yeah. Awesome. Man. Or rather, in the middle context, it was, it wasn't even a context yet. Okay. It was just an acknowledgement of, fuck this shit. <laughs> I was so done. Like it needs to die, that old I concept. cannot be this way yeah. anymore. Gotcha. And in Landmark, my breakthrough happened 30 minutes before the end of the Sunday session because I resisted so much during the Landmark Forum that it wasn't until the distinction of choice came up and I realized, oh shit, the reason why I'm having such a hard time understanding these principles is because I choose to continue to have a hard time understanding these principles rather than what it was all weekend for me was I choose to think that I'm smarter, better, wiser, and more experienced than all these fucking people. The context changed. Wow. (laughs) I know. I remember that moment where I was like, oh shit, I'm having a breakthrough, I get it. I started bawling my ass out. The person I was with, she's like, what's wrong? I'm like, yo, I get it, I get it, I get it. Let me talk, let me talk, let me talk. And they wouldn't let me talk because I create such a ruckus in that weekend. But the context was then I don't have because I'm not worthy, except the part which is I'm not worthy. It was never said out loud. So there was always a suffering little boy with a suffering story in the wrapped around this pity poor me context that was never acknowledged that was being you know wrapped around self-expression lyricism public speaking making videos and dreams but it was never actually it was never penetrated i never Mm -hmm. went in there and pulled that little boy out never went in there and spanked him never went in there and called him out on his shit never went in there and let him you know have it until Landmark. Jeez. Yeah. It was like, it was like, shut the fuck up. Literally. <laughs> it was like, you talk so much shit. Shut the fuck up. Wipe your tears. Sit there and listen. Here's the reality. 
And it was me always avoiding that kind of confrontation. Right? That's why in the advanced course, right away I came out swinging like, oh, I've had my breakthrough, so now I can talk. <laughs> and I did. I was the first one to speak as soon as we started. And the landmark and the advanced course leader said, oh, you want to talk? Okay, come talk. And I talked and I said, oh, I'm this, I'm this. Da, da, da. And she just put me on blast. And I felt like such an idiot. I was quiet for the whole weekend again. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. So I want to, I want to, we're going like all over the place, but I want to just point <coughs> out something that seems really interesting. It's this whole, um, like you and your little, your younger self had this story and you were still living it out to this day. Yeah. And you were just like, Hey man, you made these decisions when you were a boy. I'm smarter now. Like those stories don't work anymore. That's mm-hmm. kind of what it, that's kind of how it, it lands for me. Mm-hmm. We're just like, Hey, like I appreciate that. These are the inter- interpretations that you had, but it's like, stop. Right. Like that's limiting my life. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out was what are your thoughts on the whole idea of the arrogance of transformation? Like I've done personal growth and I've done landmark now. And it's like, I'm better and I know, and I'm going to give you advice. Like, can you, can you speak to that? Because it sounds like you got to the advanced course and you're like, yeah, I'm this and I'm that. And then you kind of got like humbled again or something. Yeah, definitely. I love that concept of the arrogance of personal development. That's another, that's another interview. Okay. okay. That, that's, that's some, I should interview you around that. <laughs> it just yeah. sounds, it just sounds like that's then something that we all kind of go through. Absolutely. Cause it's like you get the red pill and all of a sudden you're like, Oh my God, I can see what's possible. And you try to, because it's lonely being the only one who feels like, you know, you want to kind of bring everybody, but it's like, everyone has their own time. Everyone has their own path. That's what I experienced when I, when I watched the matrix, when I watched the matrix, I was like, yo, this is how I've been thinking my whole (laughs) life. (laughs) So I want to switch gears and, and have us address the, you know, the, the very real uh, commercial aspect of entrepreneurship and creating a business around the things that, that uh, you know, we've experienced and we've broken through, turning around and being a teacher and consultant and coach on the other side. Like, I would love to know um, what's the nuts and bolts for you when you are approaching it? Because you are the startup king. Like, you help people get from, you know, like zero to, to 60, like really, really quickly Within what, like a 12 week, like a 12 week program? It's like <clears throat> 45 to 60 days. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd love to know, like, what, what are you able to share with us? Um, for some of us who are in the process of like just stepping into that or even like in the midst of it, but like it's just not, you know, it's just not happening. So rephrase the context of the question. Okay. Into a paraphrase. Okay. Um, what are the things? that we need to know and do to have a successful startup. Okay. First thing that came up to me is the context of W5H and how the context of W5H is loaded with uh, a paradigm shift that can occur right now. So let's take you as an example. You're starting a company. What's the company concept? Let's make one up. Okay. Um, let's say I want to become an author. Okay. And you want to write about... Transformation? And you want to help how many people from the launch of your book? Millions. Okay. 
So if I was to say to you, in a world of possibility, Oliver, I can show you how to impact a hundred million people in your first month. What's the first question you ask me? Well, the first thing that comes up is like, that's fucking unreal. Okay. What's the first <laughs> question you ask? How? Okay. Usually. Yes. So, the first question that everybody typically asks themselves, the majority of the population of startups or, you know, anybody, let's just say anybody, whoever it is, whoever's listening to this, every time you have a radical idea or every time somebody tells you a radical concept that seems too good to be true, you always ask, how? How is the paralyzer of all dreams? (laughs) Because how... In the context of how, so now that we've let context out of the the bag, let's throw context everywhere, okay? Because it's context is the grandfather of choice. So you choose to look at things through the lens of what that context frames for you. It's fucking amazing mindset concepts here. Like, if you think like this, then you're fucking awesome. If you don't think like this... You're still awesome, but you're missing out because mm. you can create from a space of infinite possibility when you learn how to look through the lens of context because context shapes reality. Context creates – context unblurs vision. Context is the eraser that erases the whiteboard. Context is the possibility that exists for you to create anything on that new clean slate. Context is the slate. Oh, Next level. Spitting now. Yeah. Spitting Next now. level. My brain's firing. I'm like, oh my god, context. I love it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tattoo that on my arm. <clears throat> context. I'm possible. I know. I saw that. I right? that. And then on the other so side. So for those who are listening, tattoo that says I'm possible yeah, on the inside accurate. of the right forearm. So imagination, motivation, potential, optimism, sacrifice, skills, initiative, belief, love, and education. Love yeah. it. So there's a great video where you do the, where you, where you have a recording of the performance with the music Fucking that breaks shit. down the, the, the acronym, which I think is, it's so, it's so good. I feel like we need to put it on our walls, like that acronym. Um, but I want you to get to the five W H as a new context for us. So W five H. So I'm going to give you a radical idea and I'm going to tell you that it's a possibility that you can manifest. And the first thing you're going to say to me is how I'm going to say to you, how is the paralyzer of all dreams? Because how exists in the context of asking who, what, where, when, why, all the exact same time. So what how does is it immediately commands and demands you to have the answer to all five and all six of those questions all at the exact same time. <coughs> because of that, so sorry if I'm coughing and all that. I actually I'm recovering from a cold. So um, who, what, where, when, why, how? W5H. I'm going to give you a radical idea. I'm going to paint the perfect picture of what your dreams can look like. And then you're going to say to me, how? Or you're going to say to yourself, how? And you're going to expect yourself to know how right off the top. And you probably don't. So because of that, you're not going to do anything and it's going to paralyze you. And you're not Mm, going to say anything. You're going to think to yourself, I don't have the answers. Or you don't know what you're talking about. Or nobody's there to help me. Or I don't have the money. Or I don't know who to help. Or I don't know who's going to buy it. Or I don't... You don't have the answers. So what I suggest, and this is what I tell all clients on the first consultation call, blank slate, a blank slate piece of paper, 
top left, W5H. Underneath, write down who, what, where, when, why, how. At the bottom, how equals paralyzer of all dreams. <laughs> okay? Go back up to the top. So who? Who equals your ideal customer avatar, which you can identify in one of two ways or both ways. A, you look over your left shoulder, remember who you were. You mm. can... <laughs> Who you were is the person you can help now because you're two steps ahead of the people that are where you used to be and now you can help them get to where you are today. That's a mic drop. Or B, you look over your right shoulder and you remember where you studied because you probably took a course because there was a market that already existed in law or in doctors or in engineering or in nursing or whatever. You, you studied something because there's a market for it that exists in the world that the economy has told you it needs. So there's an ideal customer avatar there because there's a whole entire demographic there that needs your services. We need more mm. doctors. We need more nurses. We need more social workers. So how do you find your ideal customer? Well, you look over your left shoulder, remember who you were, or you look over your right shoulder and remember what you studied. And that covers the who. That's the who. You start with who? No, you can start with whatever you want, but okay. I'm, I'm about to get to how you start. So, okay. who, what equals, what equals a progressive state forward? So you write down a progressive state forward. Mm. I'll explain that. Who, what, where equals everywhere. When equals now. Why equals a burning desire or definite major purpose. Mm. Thinking over which one one. <clears throat> so, who is covered, what is covered, when is covered, where is covered, why is covered, how is covered. Now I'm going to ask Oliver, Oliver, I can teach you how to make, how to impact 100 million people in the first month of your book launch. What's the first question you're going to ask me now that you're looking at your legend? What? Exactly. I would think what? So now you have choice. Because the context of the opportunity, the context of the end result has now become a context of possibility. Yeah, like what is the progressive step forward? Exactly. <clears throat> so I always ask what first. Mm. So, you know, I want to make $160,000 this month. What can I do to take a progressive state step forward now? So when, now, where, everywhere, why, <laughs> retire my parents, who, startups, how? It'll figure itself out. Mm-hmm. Right? So the how gets answered when you take the necessary steps by asking the other questions first. So And the why. Like the why of, like for you when you say, I want to retire, retire my, my parents, parents. Yeah. That's like, can you speak to that? Like the burning desire, the, the definite major purpose? Yeah. So burning desire. There's desire and then there's a burning desire. Thinking Guru Rich 101. Desire is surface. It's like, I desire to make love to you. It's like, yeah, I feel it in the, the depths of my core. But after you make love, you release that desire and you go back to life. But what gets you to the point of manifesting that which you desire is typically a sensational burning desire, which a burning desire is like a tattoo on your mind. It's a permanent desire. And this is where you become compulsively obsessed with that which you intend to manifest and there is healthy obsessions mm-hmm. so when you have a tattoo on your mind it has permeated your consciousness you become so obsessed with that which you aspire to become manifest gain give receive 
whatever. That's your burning desire. And your burning desire stems from the clarity of your definite major purpose or your definite chief aim in life. Definite means certain. Chief being above all else. Aim being direction. So when you acknowledge the certainty associated with the level that you're playing in of the game that you're playing and you're clear of the direction that you're going, your definite chief aim aligns to your definite major purpose, which activates your burning desire. <laughs> and then you're like, it's all happening instantly. You're like, that's when you can stand here and be like, I am that which I am mm. through context of choice. Yes. Right? That's what I was about to say. I'm just like, all of that, if you can use that as your context, it's all of a sudden you see the world, you see everything from that lens. Yeah. And all of a sudden it's just like, okay, what next? What next? Who next? Who? What? Yeah. Where? When? Why? Yeah. Not the how. It's just like right there. The how figures itself out when you're in action. Could you share um, like like a favorite client story that you brought through this process and what happened? Hmm. Armin Shafi. Armin blew up. Blew up. He had 45 days to go until his next seminar. He had done two prior to, which were like 20 to 30 people. He wanted this one to be 100 people. He's 21. Oof. Oh, yeah. You know Armin? No. Okay, so Armin is like... Armin is... Let's just say Armin's next. Armin's next. Like, you look at Gary Vee, Tony Robbins, all these guys. Mm -hmm. Armin plays at third level. And he's just starting? And he's 22 now, yeah. But he just... he. He operates at that level. Mm -hmm. And what I did for him, I believe, is I kind of nudged him into a space of possibility that he discovered was available, and then he ran with it. With with this formula, with this? With everything, yeah. So when we worked together, we did two months coaching, and then... What happened after the two months? He launched the Reborn Experience, built his online product, started to render his services, and then blew up multiple six figures, like six months later. And he wasn't there before at all. He was all in sales. Okay. But this was just next level. So he's pro- he's a really good success story. Um, they're all really good success stories. Yeah. Man. They're all... Like Laura Thomas is now crushing it. Like there's so many that once they get the conversation of self-worth is not about money. Self-worth is about... Okay. Let me teach you guys something. If you want to make $10,000 a month... Let's say you want to work 30 days a month as an entrepreneur working your own hours and you want to make $10,000 a month and your goal is to sell one $10,000 product to one person and you have 30 days to do it. The first thing you have to do is you have to write down, I aspire to earn $10,000 this month, comma, and I intend to manifest this goal in 30 days comma, by, colon, and then at the bottom, what you're going to list is everything that you would anticipate to receive if you were to pay somebody for $10,000 worth of value. So if you were to pay so somebody $10,000, you're reversing. So 
what would you pay ten thousand dollars for? Mm-hmm. Like, what results would I need to get to be happy with an investment of ten thousand dollars? Exactly. Write that down. Then what I want you to do is I want you to look at your list and I want you to imagine, would you be able to, and then check these off, would you be able to provide the same amount of value through every item on that list for someone else? (laughs) Check off the ones that you believe you could give to others and X the ones that you don't. But before you X anything, take into consideration that for 10K, you can outsource any of the things that you don't think that you can do and somebody else can do it for you and now you just scaled your ability to be able to serve more people because you extended and expanded on your demographic. Mm. So now, if you want to earn 10K in one month by serving one person, all you have to do is now start to market and create the opportunity, the products, the services, the intentions, and the end results from that list to the people that you believe you could serve best through your life's experiences because you're now positioning yourself as someone that can help people that are in the same position that you used to be before you got to where you are today. So the, so the snag for a lot of people, including myself, is awareness, is the marketing. It's having people become aware of me and my work and my solution and all that stuff. Like what's your suggestion because I can tell you as soon as someone is with me I do such a I do such a phenomenal job I'm so confident in it but it's a matter of consistently having more people become aware of of our work so that we have the possibility of, of sales of revenue right so what tell us about what what are some insights that you've gained now in the last year and a half about marketing and building awareness of your shit I would honestly have to charge <laughs> I'm not even joking. That's self-worth for the people who are listening. It's like, no. It's like you gotta, you gotta go to my website and book a call with me. No, so <clears throat> the number one thing you can do is create compelling content that leaves your audience touched, moved, or inspired. What that means is use media platforms, storytelling, and market research to create content that inspires your people to engage with your content. What you're looking for in the social media age is either a like, a comment, or a share, Mm -hmm. or a private message. So you want to create content like I am. I am has 180,000 views on it, and I received 2,500 messages, right? That's 2,500 people that have been left, left touched, moved, or inspired organically that I know that if I was to say, hey, let's jump on a call so that I could discover all the areas that you lack and then fulfill on those areas that you lack by giving you suggestions to invest into my A, $1,500 product, $25,000 product, $50,000 product, or $100,000 product. The only reason they're interested in learning about anything that I have to say is because my compelling content, content left them touched, moved, or inspired enough to elicit an emotional response to the material mm-hmm. that had them completely diminish all logical reasoning and immediately engage into the possibility of having a conversation with me. So I think that's, <clears throat> that requires a reminder of having the what and the why before, because this is the how part now, right? Like actually making the content, the, 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 the emotional touch points, touch movement, inspire people. Like that is definitely the how, but if it's, I'd, I'd say, I'd suggest that without the, 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 the what, 
and the why, like with the 5WH, it's going to be very, very challenging to have that level of uh, compelling content. Mm -hmm. yeah, cool. The compelling content <clears throat> acts as the gateway to the interest of your ideal customer avatar. Mm -hmm. You filter the ideal demographic by doing your market research around who it is that engaged with the content itself. Yeah. You know who falls under your ideal customer avatar, avatar by speaking to the people that engage with your content. I've been making videos for 14 years. I haven't accumulated 1 million views on content from all over because of all the years that I've been doing. So I'm already aware of how to create content that resonates with a specific audience. And it's come and it's taken that many years. No, it doesn't take no. to me because that's my life. For you. Okay. <laughs> but you can figure it out right now, mm -hmm. which is just what do people want? Right. You know, I can write content for days. Like I can, I can make a content about the border concept that's happening right now with the children that are being yeah. held back. There are hundreds of millions of people that are being influenced and impacted by what's going on. I can make compelling content sharing my opinion so that it aligns with supercharging the people that are now investing into the fundraiser campaigns mm -hmm. so that I can contribute to that $8 million in, in, in funding that got raised and get $8 million more. All by creating compelling content that supercharges people's beliefs that they are doing something right that I align with. What do you say to people who are so hung up on the the money and like, well, is this going to produce a result for me? Like, I'm gonna, I've been making content, I've been making videos and things like that, but like, I don't see the direct result from it. Like, what do you say to those people? What's more important, people in business? What's more important, people or money? Or what comes first in business? Mm -hmm. People or money? It's true. What? People. Of course. <laughs> Half the time, 90% of the time, when people complain that they don't have any money, and then I ask them, how full is your calendar? They're thinking, they're putting money high up on a pedestal. Higher than not, people. And not filling the calendar with impacting, being in conversation with people. Impact first. Income second. You never make an income without making an impact first. And an impact can simply be influence. It could be a branding of influence. It could be an impression. Mm -hmm. But if you're not putting out content that aligns or resonates with the ideas of the people that aspire to receive the value from the problems and solutions that you offer, exchanging value of businesses, I can help you solve a problem, heal from pain, or alleviate suffering. That's it. That's business. So would you say like it's that type of process, that type of uh, operating system that it creates a sustainable online business? Because that's one of the questions that always show up um, is how do I make this sustainable? Lots of ways. Membership systems, cohort systems, high value ticket items, lots mm -hmm. of ways. So for so when I experience you, it's all it's a constant uh, innovation <laughs> creation new direction, a uh, whole other container for, a, like, it, it, you're still solving similar solutions, but it comes in a different form, like context, I guess. So that's kind of what I'm hearing. I'm not sure if that... The context is, is, the context is different for everybody, but the mm -hmm. method is the same. The method is the same. The method will never change. Add value, solve problems, market the problem, solve the solution. That's like age old. It's never going to change. <laughs> it's the only way. Add value, solve problems. You know, that's how you 
that's how you make an impact mm-hmm. by adding value and solving problems. People are going to be like, oh, how do you add, how do you add value so you can make an impact? Well, you create compelling content that leaves your audience touched, moved, or inspired. And then let me tell you this. You want to actually build a sustainable income so you can continue to make money every month? Send 10 voice notes a day or 10 messages a day, preferably voice notes, Monday to Friday. That equals 50 organic relationships built in a week. Take the weekend off. Throughout the week, communicate with the people that you've built relationships with. And then recycle that same 10 conversations a day, five days a week, for all four weeks in a month. You'll have 200 organic relationships built. That's 200 people. Keep the conversations going. Keep the conversations going. You used to work in a sales center calling 100 to 250 people a day from cold leads and making money off of commissions. Those days are gone. You used to have to go door to door to door to door to door to door, mm-hmm. knocking on people's doors, trying to get them to sign up for your work. Those days are gone. Now, everybody on your Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook is a hot lead because they've either asked to be a part of your network or you asked them and they approved. Mm-hmm. So everybody on your Facebook have given you permission to say hello. <laughs> so you should never be shy about talking to the people in your social media because the whole purpose of this platform of media is to be social. Not to be spies, but to be social. Yes. So be fucking social. Learn who are these people. Care. Mm, Give. Give a shit. Share. (laughs) Build relationships. Meet in person. The more you do those things, the more money you'll make. And it's like, that's amazing. Oh, but I don't like selling to people. So fuck it. Don't sell. They'll make them all referrals. Right? Like, for example, ask for a referral. Ask that. for a referral. <laughs> be like, you know anybody that would love to work with me? And they'll be like, or who well, sounds like this, my avatar. Exactly. Right? And they'll tell you off the bat, if you're a genuine person that does what you love without the intention to sell, half the time people are like, you know what? I know someone who would absolutely love to talk to you. Or it could also be them. And like, and it, and I, I know and somebody, will. it's me. <laughs> and they will say that. Yeah. But you have to come from that space, right? Like that sleazy salesman conversation, mm. it only works for specific demographics. But for coaches, consultants, speakers, and authors... Can't do it. Can't do it. It's got to be real relationships. Gotta share, demonstrate your value. Mm-hmm. You know, just give. Give, 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 give. I would love to know from your perspective, what is the biggest thing missing in the personal growth space? Nothing. There is no lack. There's no lack. So like from Think and Grow Rich and Landmark and then working with all these coaches and consultants, there's nothing that you notice that is consistently missing. I can make something up yeah. based on my okay. awareness, okay, okay. but I am that I am. Yeah. So through the context that I choose to answer this question, I choose to say there's nothing missing. Well, just because it's you're trying to solve a solution, you're trying to solve a problem. I'm not trying to do anything. You're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> Talking to Yoda. <laughs> do or do not. That's amazing, man. It's context. Yeah. Right. That's why I've given up on hurting myself yeah, for things that I yeah. the, is that I either do or do it. It's like okay, I choose not to do this. That's my choice. Okay. Right. 
It works really well with addiction, right? It works really well with self-sabotage. It really works really well with making decisions. It works really well with acceptance, self-acceptance. Like, do or do not. That was my challenge. I had to, I would always live with the agonizing disappointment of self. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. I'm an idiot. I'm this. I'm this. Negative, 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 negative. No. It's like, do or do not. Do I, do you understand the consequences? I do. Do you accept Mm -hmm. them? I do. Do you still choose this? I do. The decision making process is huge. Do or do not. It's just like sitting in the middle, sitting in the fence. Choice. So, um, I would, I would bet that there is a tremendous amount of deal flow coming at you right now because of your success and your client's success. (laughs) How do you manage? Because for some reason, as soon as someone becomes successful, things become easier in terms of like people come at you and are presenting you with opportunities and things like that. Like what's, what are your rules or what is your structure to kind of maintain a balance when it comes to that? Uh, choose what you say yes to. So it used to be, I can help everybody. Okay. Now it's, I can only help or I only choose to help those that fall under the qualities that I enjoy working with the most. So what would you say is moving forward, something that is very important for you to say no to based on how the last 18 months have gone? Like now you're shifting. I'm saying no to this. Um, hmm. Uh, I would say no at this phase. I would say no. I'm not in a state of saying no yet. Okay. Because I'm thinking like if somebody came for me for free, would I help them? Yes. <laughs> somebody came for me and all I had was 10K, would I help them? Yes. Okay. Somebody came to me like I'm not in a state of saying no. I'm still open for business for everybody. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. How would you how do you manage overworking, burning out at this point? Love. Just pour it, receive it, give it, share mm-hmm. it, make time for it, experience it. You know, just love, 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 love. Give love, receive love, experience love, find love, share love. It's the only thing that makes everything feel better. What's something that you're extremely excited for, for us to look forward to? The world tour. <laughs> where, where are you hitting? Fuck. It's the, on the intention list is, so from all the conversations we've had, New York, Miami, San Diego, uh, Belgium, uh, Australia, Denmark, Paris, uh, Paris, uh, Baltimore, uh, Vancouver. Um, wow. <clears throat> yeah, like um, Italy, and and then back to Toronto. Awesome, man. Tell tell us where we can all find you and follow. What's happening with the world tour? Okay. Facebook, man. Like, I love Facebook. I 
what people don't understand is Facebook is a full-time job. <laughs> yeah, tell me about it, man. I and feel it. That's why I like something. I have a love and hate with it because it's so. And and I get it, and I'm fine with it. Yeah. Because I get to see, like, I'm always engaged. I'm sharing and giving. And, like, there's so many benefits to it, and it's like that's the age we live in, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay. Yeah. I love organic tribe building, but like I said, I don't have to go door to door anymore. Mm-hmm. I've never used Facebook ads. I never had to use it. But just recently, I've discovered that I can't continue to hog my information for the 1,000 people that the algorithm lets me impact. Yes. Right? Like, now I have to start to share this con- these concepts to the world. Mm-hmm. And I've always avoided that. It's a responsibility. Because I don't want the world. I don't want fame. I just want impact. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I've avoided the spotlight. Wow. Yeah. Amazing, man. Yeah. What would you, so I want to be respectful of your time. Got to get going soon. Yeah. But um, I would love to know, what is it that you want to be acknowledged for today? I want to be acknowledged for my relentless efforts that continue to go above and beyond my own limiting beliefs in order to become an example that others can use as an example of what they can become themselves. <coughs> Thank you, man. Yeah, because I, I stretch myself a lot. I acknowledge you for stepping right at the edge of your comfort zone, effortlessly, tirelessly, making headway, being a demonstration, being an example of what's possible, and supporting so many human beings and helping them make an impact in the world with your work, with your experience, with your expertise. So I acknowledge you for that, man. Thank you. What a pleasure. I appreciate that. Yeah, thank you. For years, I've contemplated how to synthesize the work I do with my coaching clients into a more bite-sized format that still delivers the growth and transformation I know is possible for each one of us. Thus, I created a 10-step process and teach it over a weekend workshop called Reinvention Roadmap. If you're interested in knowing more about yourself and creating a life that's in harmony with who you truly are, check out reinventionroadmap.ca for dates, tickets, and information. And be sure to use the code word BREAKTHROUGH to save 20% off admission. That's reinventionroadmap.ca, code word BREAKTHROUGH. This episode is brought to you by Oliver's Picks. This is my monthly newsletter where I share the top five most inspiring and impactful books, videos, movies, articles I've discovered, and drop them straight into your inbox. Want to start your month off with a boost of inspiration? Sign up for Oliver's Picks at olivermanalise.com forward slash picks. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the show. Please go to subscribe at olivermanalise.com forward slash show, and we'll see you next time.